Hello, this is Kumba CK, this is Connor, and this is episode 62. Today I'm talking to Violetta Monserova. Violetta is also here on her second appearance, having appeared on Kumba CK episode 36. Then we chatted about the modeling industry, and we're going to go more in depth today on her second appearance and episode 62. How are you, Violetta? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for coming back. You are the second person now who has come back, so. Oh, nice. How does it feel to be back? It feels good, but it also feels a bit awkward because we actually wanted to do something different, to Mm. have like two models here, which didn't happen. Uh, But yeah. It's good. Yeah, well, I'm planning on doing this long term, as in for a few months. So this can also happen in the future, where we get three or four, maybe. So it's not the end of the world. And then you're going to have three or four models in the circle complaining about modeling. It's going to be a very negative episode. We'll see. We'll see. I'm sure we'll find some positives. But um, I know we did the first episode, number 36. But just to recap, how did you get started out in modeling then from Russia? Um, Basically, how you started modeling is when... There are two ways, either you find an agency or an agency finds you. For me, it was the agency found me and they were like, okay, uh, you look nice, uh, let's go do some modeling. Okay, cool. Yeah, simple as that. Yeah. Yeah, and that was in Russia, that was in China, and that was in... in Russia. In Russia, okay, in Russia, yeah. yeah. Yeah, usually it's like uh, Russia is a market which exports models worldwide. So we have a lot of mother agencies in Russia uh, and the job uh, for them is to find working contracts for models. So first they find girls on the street, in Metro, on uh, Facebook, whatever. We, we don't really have Facebook in Russia, but we have the same thing, uh, absolutely the same thing, but with just different name okay, for cool. Russia. Uh, so there or on Instagram, uh, they search everywhere, they find girls and then they help to make portfolio if you don't have anything at all and then they help you to find trips abroad like working contracts yeah sure okay cool and then you did two other countries right china yeah i worked in thailand in china and now in vietnam uh, i've also uh, roughly been in france but i didn't really work there like in the agency sure okay that makes sense and so then we're going to almost expand on what we spoke about in episode one. Mm. I know this might be tricky, but we talked about, you know, the challenges of being a model. Yeah. What do you think are the three things that you would need to be a model? Um, you have to be kind of strong and emotionally strong because this is emotionally challenging job and physically as well in terms of uh, very often in terms of conditions like for example today i was shooting on the heat of plus 36 or something it was this morning and we were shooting like five hours and i was sweating like from top to toes and it was very physically it was very like exhausting um so yeah that and then you also have to be uh, um how do you call it? like responsible person in terms of like uh, normally you go abroad to to work um, so you find yourself in new city and normally these are like big cities like Paris Milan uh, Tokyo whatever and also normally these are cities you don't you don't really learn all French or all Italian or all Japanese when you go for three months contract right and there are a lot of people in there who won't be able to speak English, even if you do speak English more or less okay. 
So you have to be the kind of person who is res- like responsible for her or himself and also uh, a person who is ready to find solutions quick and like yeah basically like stress resistant right so like whenever you find yourself in the middle of uh, a tokyo subway and you get that you're like completely lost and you have a casting in 30 minutes or something and if you're late even for one minute you're not allowed in there so you lose the job which i don't know if it happens in tokyo but in europe it happens pretty much often like if you late for casting that's it the doors are just closed You're, you're not getting in there because the competition is high, they already have like 100 girls in there, why would they talk to someone who's like been late or something? Yeah, sure. Right, okay, so those are the three things. Have you ever had any, you know, horror stories or anything really difficult about the job that you've done? Um, mainly, it's not about the jobs itself, like uh, the shootings are more or less fine, it's pretty rare to meet someone like crazy or something on the shoot like yeah I've heard the stories from other models once the model told me that she came to job and the makeup artist was really hangover and he was like smelling not nice and all and like doing something absolutely horrible in her face with like in terms of makeup uh, just because he was like still really drunk after yeah, the sure. party or something yeah, yeah. but this is like this is pretty rare because uh, I mean it's still a job right um, so people take it serious um, sexual harassment is like another big thing because like yeah models look pretty everyone wants to touch you or whatever still on the shoot I'd say 99.9% of people or even more than that uh, try to keep it uh, professional I think I only had in five years I only had once when I had the photographer who really tried to touch me or something and it took me just one strong uh, gaze at him to make him realize that he's not supposed to do that yeah. and then he backed off so it's okay um, but yeah I, I guess the crazy stories happen more about or like difficult ones, more about a cooperation with the agency, because the agency is basically the middle one, uh, the middleman between a model and the client, and their interest is always to get money, right? And very often models have problems with the agencies on the basis of this. Like for example, when you go to China, uh, China is a pretty rough market because the prices are very high. Like in China, you can earn a thousand dollars per shooting or even more than that depending on how long the shooting takes so these are some serious money for most people and um, what agencies do like some models who go to China if they've been there before and they've been successful they get a guarantee from the agency the guarantee is the certain amount of money the agency guarantees to give you at the end of your contract no matter what because with modeling it's kind of like it's a lottery Sometimes you work a lot, sometimes you don't work. And very often it does not depend on if you look good or bad, it just how the it, way is. it goes. Yeah, like the fashion, the market, one season they like blonde girls, another season they like uh, red hair girls, whatever. Um, so whenever you have in the agency the girls who are on guarantee and the girls who are not on guarantee, you understand that the agency pushes for jobs more the girls who are on guarantee because they know that they have to give these girls money anyway 
and those girls who are not on guarantee they end up having less jobs unless they're really super cool looking or somehow clients really want exactly them not sure. someone else yeah so yeah some things like that how would you deal with a period say if you're on non-guarantee would you have to look for work to supplement you in the meantime would you have to go for another agency how would you deal with it normally you cannot really switch the agency because you sign an agreement and usually it's an exclusive agreement that uh, within one country you, you are obligated to work with only this one agency uh, moreover normally this contract lasts one year no matter that your uh, your contract normally is three to four months not more than that um, still within one calendar year if you come back to the country you cannot really just go to another agency because you signed an agreement with this one already so yeah everything is pretty strictly regulated by the agencies because modeling like to own a modeling agency is actually quite a good money and it's also kind of easy money because that's not you who's working that's yeah. like other people working for you and you're just taking 50 percent of their salary from them for being uh, a middleman basically right i see what you mean yeah yeah, uh, yeah so how you deal with that uh, i don't know a lot of models don't earn anything that's that's how the market is actually for a lot of girls it's something I mean there are so many people who just suddenly decide that they are models and they decide to try themselves in this and there are so many people who get out of this after like one year or two years because they see like okay I'm not making money and like okay I traveled the world for a bit it was fun but now I'm gonna go and take some serious job because I gotta earn some money sure and there, there is very limited amount of people who actually stay in modeling and start earning money. I see. So then that leads me to the next question. What do you think the biggest misconceptions are with modeling? Because, for example, if you didn't know anything about the industry, you might think, oh, you know, you can get rich for posing at a camera, but that's not the reality. Uh, yeah, maybe this misconception comes from previous like 20 30 years ago because uh, i've spoke to some photographers who are long ago uh, were already in the industry and some of them are saying that before models wouldn't even get out of their bed for something less than fifteen thousand dollars per shoot which is amount of money i've never seen in my life and i've did like some jobs which are supposed to be paid well like i did tvc for honda for example honda yeah. is a big company and tvc is also it's not like a lookbook it's like uh one year rights it's tv broadcast so it's a pretty big thing and they're supposed to pay you well for that even this was not fifteen thousand dollars yeah me. sure so uh, maybe before it was like that but now it's also it's like um there is an offer and there is a demand and at the moment the offer is higher than the demand there are so many girls and boys who are like i want to be a model um, and the misconception here is that first of all most people think that this is very easy uh, second of all a lot of people think you earn a lot of money which is not true at all unless you are at the very top which is also a big question because uh, when you are at the top you also have a lot of expenses when you're flying from London to New York then from New York to Milan and from Milan to Rome and everything in like 
within one week you yeah. have like a lot of expenses for your flight tickets and everything and no one gives it to you as a present you're paying for this from your own salary right yeah so yeah um but yeah the biggest is probably that uh it's very easy to be a model and all models are stupid and uh, they earn a lot of money for just smiling and uh, standing there pretty yeah that's a lazy stereotype i feel yeah, yeah we expanded on the first episode about that did you have any modeling heroes growing up? Any models that were famous or around Russia or anywhere that you looked at and thought, yeah, that's what makes she or he makes me want to become a model? Uh, actually, I never wanted to become a model. Mm. Um, I wanted to be an artist. <laughs> I wanted to be like designer or something, but uh, this didn't happen. Uh, the modeling started for me more as a kind of maybe way to... Um, distract myself from university because I wasn't very happy with my university it was very hard to study there and it was not what I wanted to do uh, in terms of uh, the department um, so it was it started like a hobby and then after it turned into the first year I graduated I was like okay I'm just gonna travel a bit because I don't know if I want to take like a translation job in Russia and then yeah and then how it happened like I started to do modeling um, so I didn't have any heroes when I was growing up, but when I was getting more uh, closer, more acquainted with the modeling industry, um, I read the story about Natalia Vadyanova. She's uh, one of the, the topest top Russian supermodels. She lives in France now, um, but she... So she's quite mature already uh, so she started during the USSR period I suppose yeah. and basically she was selling fruits uh, at the street she was not coming from rich family or anything she was just selling fruits at the street and then um, I think the Parisian uh, the French agency came to Moscow maybe she was in Moscow maybe not probably in Moscow they wouldn't come anywhere else except Moscow and they were doing casting and someone told her like okay you're tall uh, just go to the casting and uh, she put some very simple dress because she didn't have anything like pretty or whatever and she went there and normally at the casting uh, you're supposed to stand in line to get to the doors and then get to the casting and everything but she says she was too proud and she was feeling weird about standing in the line so she stood a bit aside of the line and this is how they noticed her and then uh, I guess a few months later she was already in Paris trying to get some jobs and everything and uh, she says she was getting the pocket money normally when you work with the agency you get a certain amount of like pocket money you uh, half per week to buy food and everything and she was putting aside some amount of this money to give to her family in Russia and for the rest she was only eating like uh, chicken with uh, some simple noodles or something and that's how it was for her so it started from like a big struggle and then little by little she got mm -hmm. to the very top okay awesome that sounds like a certainly an inspiring story that you can look up to especially mm -hmm. from Russia so then I suppose we're almost coming to like the end of part two, shall we say. Uh, I'm not sure what you said in part one, but I will ask the same kind of question. What's next? What would you like to achieve in the near future? 
Um, it's um, I'm getting tired <laughs> doing modeling to be honest, because as I said, it's also it's both emotional and physically con- consuming job. Like you put a lot of effort into it. Um, I want to move uh, in the direction of uh, opening my own business. At the moment, I'm working with uh, my Chinese partner of uh, making a brand of lingerie here in Vietnam. And after that, uh, let's see what happened, because uh, I'm also thinking of opening a modeling agency here, because at the moment, they don't really have a good one here. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, maybe that. You gotta make the change and make yeah, it happen yourself. It would be nice. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, Violet, thank you very much for coming on again. Uh, let's do round three at some point, maybe in three or four months' time. Okay, thank you. Sounds cool. Thank you.